0: You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast, sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, here with my lovely other half, Dr. Jess.
1: Hello, how did you sleep last night? That's what's on my mind. How'd you That's sleep? That's
0: what's on your mind. I slept okay. wasn't bad. had a hard time falling asleep, but once I'm asleep, I'm usually out for the count
1: Except when I wake you up in the night
0: Yeah, except when you wake me up and my default has been to start to rub your hand before I fall back asleep <laughs> Rubbing your I, I think hands.
1: you just hold it <laughs> <laughs> What do you know? You don't
0: even know anyways, you're probably asleep
1: I'm feeling actually a little bit better today. My sleep has been so poor lately with everything that's been going on. Uh, You know, my schedule has been turned upside down. I don't know if we talked about the fact that we've been going to bed so early and I've been waking up by five.
0: We go to bed embarrassingly early (laughs) the last six weeks.
1: But it's so weird because my whole life I've been a night owl. Like my ideal would be to stay up till about 2.30 every Night and get up by six.
0: Really, two thirty. I'd be asleep by twelve, twelve thirty, no. and then I'd like to get up at. I'd like to get up yeah, around the same, around six.
1: Yeah, but I can't do that. I mean, it, it's not enough sleep. I mean, I did it for so many years, and it's, it's not healthy. And that's that's what we're going to be talking about today about how important feeling rested and getting a good night's sleep is to overall health and well-being, but also to your relationship and to your sex life. So before we dive into that, I want to say thank you to Let's Get Checked. Check them out if you are looking to do any medical health testing at home. Let'sgetchecked.com. Use the code Dr. Jess. You can get tested from everything from hormones to STIs and a whole bunch of other tests. So do check them out. And I also wanted to shout out uh, an event I'm pretty excited for next week because I'm working with a brand that I've been using personally for a long time, and this brand is Consonant. So Consonant was introduced to me by my mom. She would buy me their face cream, their foaming facial wash, their body wash. It's all natural. Uh, They actually even have their own podcast, on Pleasure. Anyhow, they have asked me, along with Holt Renfrew.
0: Ooh, fancy.
1: Fancy. To uh, to join them for an event Thursday night, Thursday the 21st, with Holt Renfrew and Consonant. And we're going to be talking about why self-pleasure is important to overall well-being, to skin health, to beauty, and what we can do, most importantly, to find pleasure during these really stressful times. So I'm going to link to that on... My Instagram as well as my website. This virtual event, consonant skin and self pleasure. It's one of the Holtz from home virtual events, and everybody's welcome. And it's free to sign up, so please do go check out the link for that as well. Now, oh, I said we would talk about sleep, and I'm, I'm really self conscious. As I was going through the data and looking into how sleep affects relationships, I started to feel like I must be ruining <laughs> this relationship. So. Sleep is so important to your, to your sex life, to your relationship, to your overall health. So I wanted to run down some of the research, just scratching the surface, that connects a good night's sleep with happy relationships. So first, an Ohio State University study looked at couples, videotaped them while they were fighting, having arguments, and found that those who had both slept less than seven hours the night before were more hostile than if even one partner had slept seven hours. So when p- one partner got enough sleep, the arguments were more likely to end positively. Well, maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe you're getting enough sleep and holding us together. Like I'm, I'm hanging by a thread. So this study also found, and I thought this was interesting, that certain proteins, so IL-6 and TNF-alpha, actually increased during these arguments which can increase inflammation, and that's positively correlated, of course, with the development of various chronic diseases and conditions. So not only do you, um, you know, have trouble fighting when you haven't had enough sleep, but it can, you know, be bad for your physical health as well. And so I found another study published in the journal Nature Communications, and they looked at people who had slept well versus those who were sleep deprived. And what they found was that a good night's sleep makes us more open to other people. So physically, we'll even get closer to people when we're not exhausted. And then they also found a correlation between a lack of sleep and higher levels of Loneliness. And then there's this other kind of uh, large area of research around couples and fighting. And it makes sense that couples are more likely to fight and have, we have more difficulty resolving arguments when we're tired, Uh, you know, because sleep also makes us more empathetic. So when we haven't had a good night's sleep, we lack that empathy. There was one study where they tracked college students sleeping habits for two weeks and those who slept better were significantly more empathetic toward people in distress and even their brain activity showed increased activity in parts of the brain associated with emotional empathy when they were exposed to photos that depicted others in distress. So we know that we're just nicer (laughs) or more understanding We also have multiple studies that connect sleep deprivation with aggression and even violence. And of course, not being well-rested affects our cognitive ability and our thoughts affect our feelings. So when we're tired, we may have difficulty self-soothing. We may see more things as problematic or threatening when they aren't necessarily so. And our reactions to perceived threats are also more severe. You know, it really, it goes on and on, I'm going to keep going because I, I thought these studies were fascinating. Another study found that we're less prone to feeling rejected when we're well rested. And this is such a big one because fear of rejection leads to so many issues in relationships, from from not wanting to initiate sex to not wanting to engage in honest conversations to avoiding conflict to withdrawing to attacking uh, to deflecting and and so much more and Brandon's nodding his head I'm like do I do all of these things no I'm,
0: I'm thinking about my own perspective there's so much truth in all of these studies for me when I'm tired I'm frustrated or, or you know when I get frustrated I don't want to invest the effort or the time into trying to fix a problem I just want it to be done which I know doesn't solve the problem but I don't even want to have it to begin with even when I think about how I feel in terms of wanting to have sex I find when I'm very relaxed is when I'm more interested in initiating. You mean like and, this morning? But, but I was about to say, <laughs> so this morning, and I was thinking about it. This is the problem with, with being your partner in this industry is where you end up thinking so much about how you're feeling and how it applies to your work. But I noticed this morning that I was like, well, I'm interested in having sex and I'm very turned on by you. And that was, and then I started thinking, well, it's because I'm relaxed and I'm relaxed because I've had a good night's sleep and I'm not thinking about all the stresses of the day so all of these things ring very true for me right now
1: yeah you know it's just such a reminder as I went through this research and really this isn't even one percent of what I read there's so much more uh, we really just need to prioritize rest if we're going to have happy relationships and oh I was also reading that research suggests that sleep reduces feelings of gratitude so man I really need to work on my sleep and think about the ways to Sorry. deals with these deficits when when I don't sleep well
0: what was that last one again
1: so, we don't feel as grateful.
0: Oh, no, I, but sleep reduces the feeling of being grateful and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not surprising, again.
1: Well, because I think you just feel more frustrated. So, you know, as you go through this list of lower gratitude, lower empathy, impaired cognitive functioning, uh, more fights, more aggression, avoidance of anything that might be perceived as rejection, like, woo, I think I just, I don't know.
0: Well, you caught me. You ever, I, we've had discussions where I haven't been well rested and you'll ask me a question and i'm like uh <laughs> it just cognitively it takes a few extra seconds to get there
1: right and then you can frustrate yourself frustrate your partner so you know i was thinking about okay so we can't always have a perfect sleep and sometimes it's it's you know beyond our control we can do all the things but if you know you haven't had a good night's sleep so i'm not here to talk as a sleep expert in fact i'm like super i'm super i have super deficits in this area But I do know from the relational side, if you know you haven't had a good night's sleep, can you do something about it to offset the potentially negative effects? You know, can you journal, do a gratitude journal? Can you make a list of why you love your partner so you feel more empathy? Uh, If you're fighting, can you take a step back and maybe write down what's really bothering you or record a voice note if if you're more, um, if you rather speak than write? You know, can you catch yourself after a bad night's sleep and try not to engage or you know resolve really complex issues that day like can it wait till the next day and then here, this is you know where we're going with this can you practice self-care when you're tired whether that's skipping work and watching netflix or stretching or walking or napping or dancing or screaming or reading or eating or cooking or boxing you know whatever self-care is to you and this is what brings us to our guests expertise today Uh, We're going to be speaking with Dion Roberts, who is hosting the Rest and Digest virtual retreat this weekend, which is a purposeful weekend of rest, which sounds so good, but I really struggle. Like, I need a nudge to embrace something like this. Like, if you offered me a weekend of extreme (laughs) sports or, you know, anything where I got to run around and move, I'd be like, yep, I'm in. Here's my money. But a weekend of rest and relaxation is probably more what I need. But man, it's hard to embrace it.
0: I find that you are very much a get up and go kind of person and you always want to be doing something. So I can imagine the challenge associated with this for you. Whereas I have other friends and I can think of other people who are very much like I'm all over this. Like I'm down to do to to rest and digest for 72 hours.
1: It it honestly sounds so good. Like in theory, I want to do it. I just need to bring my body to, to give it a try. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking to Dion, not only about her retreat, but also about other restorative practices like yoga nidra and sound baths that you can use to feel more rested, even if you're not, you know, sleeping very well. And this is again, in the name of happier relationships, because the data really is, it's so thick. It really shows us that we need to rest in order to have these happy connections. So, Dion is a survivor, an artist, a dancer, a creative entrepreneur, a yogini, a traveler, a dreamer, and more. She has worked across the world with everyone from community groups to corporations and even the NHS, and we are excited to learn about her work because rest is just not something I know enough about, and it's not something I have prioritized. And for me, you know, it's about time, so let's do this. Thank you so much for joining us, Dion. You have a Rest and Digest virtual retreat coming up, and Brenda and I have been chatting about how we don't tend to feel rested. So this is right up our alley. It sounds like something the two of us could absolutely benefit from and so many people in our lives. So can you tell us a little bit about the Rest and Digest virtual retreat?
2: Yes, um, it's going on next week. So we go live on Friday evening. So you can either arrive home from work and kick off your shoes, or if you're working from home, just, um, just close the laptop on the dining room table and head to the bedroom. Because what's unique about this retreat is that the whole weekend, we encourage you to spend it in bed.
1: I, I wish I could go to all <laughs> retreats that I did from bed. I mean, that's sort of been, that was our reality last year in 2020. But I'm so curious, how do you heal while resting? Why is rest so important to healing?
2: Well, the, when, we, when we rest, what we are doing is that we are engaging the parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system. And we have more in reference to our nervous system strands, all the different strands. We have um, predominantly the active nervous system engaged and we just generally have more of them. We have something like 68 out of 12 to 16 of the active ones and 68 of the parasympathetic nervous system. So when we actually are engaged in specific practices to do with rest, What we are doing is that we're allowing the parasympathetic nervous system to become dominant, to rise up and become more dominant. And we all need it, just how we all need sleep. And we actually cannot be our best selves in any capacity, whether that's physically, whether that's mentally, emotionally. It's like like food, rest is. You know that... um, What's that, that saying? Um, I feel angry. Or well, somebody is accusing somebody else of being angry. <laughs> you know? Hangry. Yeah, hunger. And you see so hungry that you start, you know, just, you know, you start to tap into anger. And maybe you don't feel it, but that, you know, the partner you live with is, is so like, oh, I've just got to feed him.
1: Maybe Bella, <laughs> 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 be better. And it's the well, same thing. I,
0: just, just never gets hangry. Never. <laughs> no.
1: I'm, I'm in a consistent state of hunger, for sure. And it's always teetering on the point of hanger. I need to be, to be fed often. And actually, I can tell you back at the start of 2020, so a whole year ago now, I remember saying to myself that if there's one thing I could fix uh, in that year, sort of a resolution, but not specifically a resolution. It had to do with sleep because I'm such a bad sleeper. I've always been such a bad sleeper, but I, I'm not sure it's so much about sleep as it is rest. And that's why your retreat sounds so interesting to me. So for example, can you give us an idea of over the course of the weekend, what will you be doing while in bed this entire time? Well, not you, but what will the participants be doing?
2: Well, well, just to back it up slightly, one, I would like to apologize for Brandon. Of course, I should have said he or she. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, there's like two parts in reference to this whole retreat. There's like dealing with um, the the biopsychosocial conditions, which is the mind and the, the mood and the mentality that finds it difficult to rest. So it's like, I can't because I've got so much to do. I can't because I feel guilty. Um, um, I'm, too, I'm too ashamed if I put myself first. Um, my, my partner can't cope with the kids on he or she own. And all those, all those mindsets actually prevent us from resting in the first place, even when we're trying to rest. So the retreats will actually address that in the beginning. So that one can actually let go of, of those mindsets so that later on in the practices that we're going to be giving, one can really then surrender to those practices and really embody them. But we need to deal with a mind first of all that is, that is still resisting.
1: So how do we let go of those mindsets? Like I, I know I struggle with, oh, I have all these things I must be doing. How do we even begin?
2: When one is recognizing, just recognizing them, and also taking away the the shame or the proudness, mm-hmm. they only feel good about themselves in in regards to the activities that they're doing. So it's the activities that they're doing make them feel proud as to who they are. And if you ever ask yourself, um, you know, would you still be you if you weren't doing this, that, and the other? If you didn't have that title? So it's about accepting oneself regardless of what you're not doing, first of all. So that's taking away the proudness and then dealing with the shame. So actually addressing that you are still valuable. You being you and being still is still a person that people love and a person that is worthy of love regardless.
0: Wow. For me, that uh, really hits the nail on the head. I, I feel like I've defined myself in a lot of ways by what it is I'm doing or what it is I'm achieving. And I also, when I think back to when I was growing up, when I first got working, it was th- these ideas that like, you don't need sleep. Sleep is for the, you know, the week or something like that. And over the last number of years, I've really started to recognize how much better I perform when I'm rested. But it's, I have a, I do have a hard time getting into that mindset of being rested. So I could see how this could really benefit, um, you know, really benefit people by just kind of acknowledging and then allowing people to, to, to rest. But I feel like I wouldn't even know how to get there. So yeah. I'm assuming that's what you walk people through.
2: Yeah. So all the practices that we have engaged over the course of the weekend, all the different facilitators, which are from all over the world. Um, yeah, there is UK and there is Scotland and there is Europe, but half of the lineup is from the States and also from Canada. So, and that's also done to this pandemic. You know, me reaching out to just just blasting everybody on social media, depending on this video. Do you want to be involved in this? Um, and so we have an international lineup of practitioners who will deal with those things that I talked about, but also look at the things that you can do that, A, promote healing and rest, um, which the reason why rest and digest is, is a term used for the parasympathetic nervous system, but it's also a term used for the, um, for the whole intestinal tract. So the, the journey that food takes from your mouth all the way down to your intestines your upper and lower and there's a there's a direct relationship between the parasympathetic nervous system and your digestive um, nervous system so we do have practitioners on there that's going to be dealing with the digestive system specifically and then we have ones that are going to be dealing with digesting the emotional body as well as the mental body because emotions need processing the actual processing of emotions is is a form of digestion and also when we do assign ourselves to rest for example without something like this retreat one gets bored so it's like what you know so when we deal with the resistance of doing it then it's like but I'd be bored if I just lay down in my bed and you probably would will be because you don't know where to place your mind which is by having practices that are actually going that are perfect for the bedroom will actually allow you to engage in activity where the activities are not activities that will deplete any part of you, whether it's your physical, emotional, or mental, but activities that are to do with healing and activities that will actually harness your energy.
1: Well, let's talk about some of those activities. So you you have these different specific ways that we can rest and reconnect and I've been been watching your videos and reading your work beginning with yoga nidra I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly but can you tell us that that I I presume is one of the activities on the list and can you tell us a bit about that
2: yes yes yoga nidra that's 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 my forte that's what I specialize in specifically even though I actually won't be um, delivering that somebody else is going to be delivering it next weekend Um, yoga nidra is the most Oh, it's magical. It's the <laughs> most, there isn't any, any other rest practice better than yoga nidra. And that is because, and like I can say, say that with complete confidence, the science behind yoga nidra proves it all. So yoga nidra is the best practice of rest because the brain in yoga nidra In yoga nidra, our brains go through the exact same journey as we experience, as we naturally go through when we are asleep, except for it's faster. So 20 minutes of yoga nidra is the exact equivalent of two hours sleep.
1: So what does it look like? What does it sound like? I don't know if it's fair for me to ask if if you can... I don't know, can we walk through a minute of it? Does that make any sense? Or is that not yeah, yeah, yeah. something you can do? Um,
2: I'll just explain a little bit more of the science, though. So sorry. Sure, but sure. Yeah. So like, when we're, at, when we're awake and we're active, our brain is in the beta, beta brainwave state. When we relax, like say for example, I mean, I'm using the word relax in the sense of general words now, like sitting down, watching something on TV, reading a book, reading a newspaper, that form of relaxation but we can go deeper with that with music and we can go deeper with that with having a bath and that's when we step into the alpha brainwave state and then at 2 a.m the brain releases a chemical and that is when we're in the dream state which is the theater brainwave state state and then when you go into deep deep black black sleep when you can't remember anything that's the delta brainwave state and then at six o'clock to eight we go back into theatre and that's the dream state again. That's usually the dream that we remember. And then as you start to awake and awaken into the world, we're in alpha when you first wake up. And usually, you know, whatever you're practicing, you need a cup of tea, you need a toilet. You need to, and that's when you're stepping more until you arrive, when you're brushing your teeth, into the br- visa brainwave state. So that's the journey of the brain. So in Yoga Nidra, you travel that exit, that same journey. And the most of the time you spend it in the theatre brainwave state. And that's the state where your cells regenerate, your tissues heal. Um, before that, in alpha, your muscles soften. So there's about ten stages in yoga nidra. So you, you set up and you, there's preparation, there's settling, there's coming into, really coming into the body. So that's when you you can't hear anything outside, no matter what's going on. You 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 your mind is sank into your internal, into your energy body, and then I'm, from there. Sorry, Brandon, you want to ask a question? No,
0: I was I was just gonna say I'm I'm really intrigued by this. But for somebody who hasn't done it before, can you get in? Can you? Yeah. Go through these cycles fairly quickly, or like learn to.
2: Um by me walking you through like I was just doing, that's like the teaching of it. But to experience just um, a a tint of it, so for example, companies and businesses and practices in reference to helping people, like if I had to give somebody a mindfulness exercise, I would just take one one of those 10 stages. So now, would you like to experience like a minute and a half of one of those stages? Absolutely. Okay. So, if you're if you're sat in a chair, if you can just like shuffle your bum so you right at the back of your chair so that your back's straight. If your legs are crossed, can you uncross your legs and place the soles of your feet flat onto the floor, and then place your palms of your hands down onto your knees, and then just close your eyes. Close your eyes. And just settle settle the mind and your body and your breath into this state, the state known as yoga nidra. I would like you to just take a breath in and a breath out so you're aware of your actual inhalation and equally aware of your exhalation through both your nose and your mouth. So you're not changing your natural breath, you're just being aware. You're accepting it coming in. You're accepting it going out. Likewise, you are accepting of all the sounds that are around you. So you're not pushing any sound away. You're not following any sound or bringing any sound towards you. Even my voice, you allow it to come and go. There's no right or wrong in yoga nidra. And now place your mind of awareness from your breath to the very crown of your head. You know, that little dimple, that that indent. That's it. That's the one, that's nice. And then allow your, your awareness, your mind, your, your focus to, um, to slide down your skull and through your brain and through your throat, the back of your throat, the front of your spine and down, down, down into your chest your heart, your home, your real home, your heart, the centre of your i And allow your breath to also land here at your heart. And to rise up from your heart, your home and as you take your next inhalation come to the back of your throat, the back of your mouth And be aware of the bottom of your tongue. And then the roof of your mouth. And allow any fluids there to just be swallowed. And then move your attention to the inside of your cheek on your right side and then the inside of your cheek on your left side and allow the back of your gums to widen and soften and your tongue to just land and place your awareness onto the roof of your mouth the ceiling and then onto the top of your tongue the back of your tongue, the tip of your tongue, the side of your tongues. And soften. Widen. Yield. Let go. Let go. Down, down. Let go. Feeling the cold air and the warmth as you breathe in as well as out. And then take your focus all the way back to your throat, up into your head, down to the bridge of your nose and out through your nostrils, out, out, out. And open your eyes. You're back in the room. You're back in the room. Open your eyes. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: Welcome. Back. Ooh. Thank you for that, Brandon. <laughs> 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 I think you probably were able to engage more deeply than me Uh, i i think first of all i thought that was i'll just say how i felt i felt this very moving and powerful and i want to do it again without the distraction of of the podcast yeah but i i think brandon's able to uh, he doesn't worry about the podcast (laughs) he's just here (laughs) I, i do
0: pay attention i i found it i found it very relaxing i also became it's funny how i i started to become more aware of how my body was just feeling. Like I noticed tension in certain spots that I wasn't focusing on, but but also trying to not allow my mind to necessarily go there, like just be aware. So it was a really um, interesting experience for my entire body uh, to to just start to become more aware. I thought it was great.
2: Yeah. So in, in, and that was, I don't know, was that two, two and a half minutes? So in in a 20 minute journey of that, we actually go through the whole body. So you go through the whole body and then at the end of going through the whole body, you can't feel your body, it's gone. So you can't feel the pain, sensations, they're all gone. And then at that point, someone who's only just done it for the first time, they do try to move. So I can see a foot, a toe, a finger, and then the next stage is to make them feel safe again to remind them that it's normal, that they are simply conscious of being asleep. So the body goes to sleep. And then once the body has gone, we can then move on to the mind. And that's step six, seven, eight. And then we start to bring them back up and out.
1: As as someone who really needs work slowing down, Who, uh, someone who really struggles, Uh, the idea of being able to, and maybe this is, (laughs) I'm like nervous to say it, the idea of being able to do it in 20 minutes sounds really good to me. (laughs) 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 I definitely feel warmer in my body. Uh, Even the parts that you didn't ask me to bring attention to, I'm feeling them with more... I guess, awareness and vibrance, if that makes sense. Like I can feel my fingertips differently. How are you feeling in your body now a couple of minutes later, babe?
0: I definitely feel more relaxed. Um, I just feel more comfortable. And every time we do one of these exercises, I feel like I benefit so much from it that I don't know why I don't do them more (laughs) regularly. No, I'm serious. It's like, I know that this will help me be a better version of myself, but I don't carve out the time Mm -hmm. that I need to every single day. And like Dion just said, 20 minutes of this is like a two-hour rest. And usually after a two-hour rest, excluding the first three or four minutes where I don't know where I am when I first wake up, I always feel so much better. Um, so using this every single day would just be a tremendous benefit to me, so I don't know why I don't do it.
1: I know, and I mean, for me, it it aligned with the body scan, right? Yes. yeah. And sometimes I do a body scan, but I feel like I do it when something's wrong, when I need to slow down, as opposed to just doing it proactively, and so this was just a really really good reminder. So thank you. And I'm sure, you know, this weekend in the retreat, which also is going to be available uh, for people to check out, even if they can't make it this weekend uh, in a digital package, I I imagine you'll be doing more of this practice as well as some others that I I had read about. Uh, I don't know what a a sound bath is. Would you mind telling us what, what a sound bath entails?
2: Yeah. So a sound bath is specific instruments that have a harmonic tone. And they resonate at certain frequencies that also enable somebody to slip into the theater brainwave state. So um, how sound healing work is that as we know, sound is a vibration, and our body is also a vibration. and every single organ within the body has it also its own unique vibration. And when we are sick, when we are ill, we can actually, it's already been mon- monitored that the vibration of that organ, whether it's your liver, your kidney, your heart, the vibration is also out of sync. So by, so by bringing your organs, your body, your energy body, which is your emotional and mental state, back into the, the frequency that they are meant to be in when they're at their optimum level, you are therefore healing the body and mind.
1: So. That's, that's so interesting. And there's some neuroscience to this. I was reading this article recently on how different rhythms help us to walk and talk and connect and how these neuroscientists who, people who have been involved in both neuroscience research as well as record production, have ta- kind of come together to look at rhythmic therapy. So I was reading that, for example, a steady, clear beat can be helpful to people with Parkinson's to overcome um, the characteristic kind of shuffling way they move. So there's some really interesting both practice and science to this, and I, I definitely want to learn more. I, I want to plug uh, plug your website as well because you have a number of courses and offerings online at Mind. Dot com. And you share, you know, your personal story, your story as a survivor, an artist, a dancer, a very creative entrepreneur, a yogini, a traveler, all of these different things. So I do encourage people to head on over to declogbodymind.com to learn more. And you also have some some courses here that people can take. So I'm really interested in this yoga nidra. I was thinking maybe we can have you do a, a session for Brandon and I or even for the whole family because, as I've said a number of times, I'm really struggling with, with sleep right now. Well, uh, is there anything I've I'm got, missing? Sorry, uh, go ahead.
2: Um, um, well, just two quick things. The reason why you both feel the way you feel is now after that short thing is simply because it's like a blind person. When, when one sense of, um, has gone, the other senses awaken and you become more aware of them. So the fact that you were only aware of your nose and your mouth that's why Everything Cows rose up to say hello. Mm. Um, the other thing is um, the work I do is that I do yoga nidra soundscapes. So I bring sound healing and yoga nidra together. So you get a double mm. whammy with me. And um, the other thing is that you can find me on YouTube underneath uh, my brand, co- um, my brand yoga work is called cozy yoga spelled with an S and that's my YouTube channel. And also a part of this um, retreat that's going on next weekend, is that a month after that, you can access the retreat as a plug and play retreat. And that's going to be launched um, in February. And that's on the new site where all the online offerings are going to be. And that new site is called the Virtual Holistic Centre.
1: Excellent. Okay. I really encourage people to check it out. I I mean, we personally will be because we need this. We've been talking about it off and online. So we really, we appreciate your time, your, the way you're educating us, but also even that you were able to walk us through that in this space. I can't imagine how much more Uh, powerful and relaxing and rejuvenating and healing it will be when it's maybe just the three of us and not all of our thousands of closest (laughs) friends. Uh, And I know Kelly's on the line as well. So we thank you so much. We wish you uh, absolutely the best of luck with the upcoming retreat, the launch of the new sites. We'll be sure to put all of your info in the show notes as well. And we're really thankful for your time today.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate you having me on board. Thank you.
1: I know that I need this. I know that I'm avoiding it. I know that I have an immediate anxious response to, I want to call it doing nothing. Maybe that's not fair because it's not doing nothing. It's actively doing something for my own health, for the health of this relationship because I'm going through those studies and I'm like, yes, tick, tick, tick. That's me. I need to work on that. So I'm going to commit to a yoga nidra practice tonight. So I'm going to go on Dion's YouTube channel and do one practice, the shortest one I can find. Um, Hopefully there's a short one because, (laughs) no, not because I don't want to do it because I just want to be realistic with myself. When I set my sights too high, I just won't do it. I'll psych myself out. Like the idea of sitting still for that long is is tough, so that's what I'm gonna do.
0: <laughs> I'm only laughing because it's not just you. I have a, an Apple Watch and I use the breathing app that's built into the watch. It just guides you through however long you wanna breathe for. It could be one minute to you know 60 minutes, whatever you want. And the other day I put in four minutes and that seemed overwhelming. It seemed like it wasn't attainable. But then once I was 60 seconds in, just guiding me through the inhales and the exhales obviously I was able to do it and it it went a lot faster than I thought when I could spend hours working or being online or doing things but like four minutes four minutes and about um, Dion's website I went on and watched some of the other videos whether it's the shuruti I don't know if I use if I pronounced that correct box and some of the other things and there's some really interesting videos that you can be guided through so even if it's not just sitting and breathing, there are other options.
1: Yeah, I need those. So, you know, I just encourage folks to think about if there are ways or strategies you can employ to relax a little bit more starting today and, and connect that to, I think for me, what I need is the connection to the benefits, you know, the benefits not only to my health, but I'm more motivated by the benefits to the connection I have with you and not being snappy, especially these days, I find I'm I'm just more, quickly irritated like i felt like i was so chill before and now i'm more snappy so i I do know it's associated with the stress of the current situation but also with a lack of sleep i mean i just can't get over how poorly i'm sleeping maybe my body just wants to stay up till 2 a.m maybe these like 9 8 9 p.m evenings are just too early for me
0: well you say that and then you lie down <laughs> and i'm not kidding you within 30 seconds she does the arm twitch you know that tells you that somebody's asleep and then i'll look over oh no i'm awake yeah no no i'm right here what's up what's oh, going on
1: i'm like a am like a dog like i'm never actually sleeping if you if you say my name or if you open a can of food or something like that the other
0: day but i moved <laughs> my head and she was like what what's up? I'm awake. Hey, (laughs) I'm like, you've been asleep for 30 minutes.
1: Uh, Sleep's an issue. Anyhow, uh, you know, of course there are experts in the sleep field who will talk to you about how to get a better night's sleep. Really what I'm trying to, what we're trying to do here is cultivate that connection and the value and motivation to, to do it for your relationship. And if you can't sleep in the absence of a good night's sleep, because we don't always have a hundred percent control over that, there are these restorative options. And, you know, we didn't even talk about masturbation. So, I mean, that, that's a big one. Like one night I couldn't sleep and I just started rubbing and then I fell asleep.
0: Twist for me, twist one off. We're good. I'm out.
1: Point it the other way. (laughs) And on that note, thank you so much for being here. Please do Give us a review if you like the podcast and uh, share with your friends. Otherwise, send us your questions because we, we really do like hearing from you. Thank you and have a great one. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.